Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. The Rudy Giuliani Show. Good afternoon. This is Rudy Giuliani bringing you live The Rudy Giuliani Show. Well, you know, I must say, every once in a while, way out of nowhere, I can say left field, but that has a political connotation, right? Uh, way out of nowhere, some great scoop comes along. Our president uh, doesn't have uh, press conferences. His last major one was, um, I think they before they had television. Uh, he does every once in a while answer a question here and there. And uh, think that dead people are all alive, or he's in the wrong place, or he's talking to the wrong person. But a terrific scoop gotten by none other than Ryan Seacrest gives you a real insight. Here we are, world that in two wars that didn't exist before he was president, that many people think he's responsible for. And inflation that has the value of our dollar down by 12%. 20% more for food since he came into office. Uh, a military that's confused as hell, spending more time trying to figure out if they have the proper bathrooms than uh, what they're going to do to defend us. Iran kicking the living daylights out of us and us doing nothing to Iran. Nothing. We did hit the Hooties, but, you know, great. The Hooties are out there like, uh, you know, decoys. <laughs> hey, thank you. Hit the decoy, jerk. But the president gave an enormously insightful interview. So things may be different on January. For, and to Ryan Seacrest, I think it's number three, number three guys. So let's go. Let's make sure we have the right one. It's uh, it's. It's President Biden uh, with uh, with Mr. Uh, New Year's, Ryan. Yes, number three. What sort of holiday foods have you been enjoying over the last few days? Well, I've been eating everything that's put in front of me. I've been eating <laughs> pasta, which I love. Yeah. Eating a lot of chicken, chicken parmesan. I've been eating all all Italian foods, basically. And ice cream. And ice cream, chocolate chip ice cream. That's it. That was the whole weekend. That's it. That's the communication from the President of the United States with a world at war, a country in economic turmoil, a country that's dispirited as hell, a country that believes that he has an invasion going on of the United States with anywhere from, f from 5 to 9 million people, who we don't know who the hell they are, coming from countries that have a lot of dangerous people and directed by the most, one of the most dangerous organizations in, in the world, the cartels. And, and the disclosure we get is he likes Italian food and ice cream. And Ryan, I got to tell you, babes, you don't get the uh, you know, Tough Guy of the Year award. My question would have been, 
Uh, Jill, exactly who feeds him, you or somebody else? I don't really think Jill feeds him. She looks impatient with him to me. You know, she's always like away from him on the beach, and it's like he's not really my husband. I'm much younger than him, that kind of stuff. That's what it looks like to me, but I could be wrong. But isn't that something? we got a country in probably the worst situation it's been in in my lifetime, and uh, that the press gives him an interview like that because they know he really should be, well, he should be incarcerated for two reasons. Uh, not able to take care of himself in this country. And number two, uh, probably one of the major criminals of the latter part of the 20th century. So those two reasons would have been good reasons for him to uh, <laughs> not be in the White House, but in the big house, for which we would make accommodations for a demented man. Israel took out, uh, in the last two days, two major leaders of the terrorists. One, uh, the, the, the slightly bigger one, Salah al-Arari, Arori. And he is the, um, he's the deputy, uh, I guess he's the deputy chairman of um, the political organization, the Hamas political organization, along with three other officials. And they got him in Lebanon with uh, uh, Hezbollah, where they're running, running this operation against Israel from the north. So it is quite clear that Israel is really being attacked by the same group from, from both the, the, the west, which would be Gaza, and from the north, which would be Lebanon and Syria. And it's uh, ha- Hamas working with Hezbollah, but the common denominator is the one we avoid, and that's Iran. They're the common denominator between Hamas and Hezbollah. The other one that was killed the day before was Adil Misma, who is the uh, Nukba co- company commander of the city of Deir el-Balah. And he was eliminated by Israeli defense forces on a Monday now, he led the attack into the kibbutz, Kisifum, uh, which were all uh, uh, elderly people and young people who were killed. So he's a, he's a child killer, uh, but no longer able to kill children because the IDF took him out. So, and he was a commander of that group, of the Nukba company uh, that was uh, given the assignment of destroying kibbutz, Kisifum, uh, and I think they did. I don't know if they killed everyone, but they—I I think they did. Uh, and he was slain in an in an airstrike, but it was directed by Israeli ground forces, so it was during the battle. Um, and they were striking Hamas and uh, Israeli jihad targets. You know, Israeli jihad is the second organization. Sort of, uh, I guess Obama would call it the Hamas JV. But they're the ones who did the backfire uh, dest- destruction of the hospital that the New York Times blamed on Israel and uh, uh, all of the lefties blame on Israel. But it's, as almost everything they say, false and defamatory. And a, 
a Khan Yunus rocket launcher was also taken out by the IDF, which is a very, very valuable because it's not emphasized very much, but Hamas and Hezbollah are hitting Israel every day with rockets. And over the last three days, in the northern edge, Hezbollah has increased significantly its attacks on Israel, and it's hard to know whether to take that as a sign that um, that Iran is now uh, not as reluctant about a two-front war. From the very beginning, the thought was that Iran didn't want a two-front war because they didn't want an interruption with their nuclear program. And Iran, much like China in doing its calculations about Taiwan, which I describe on my podcast, uh, doesn't know if they're ready yet. They are quite confident that in three years they will be. But then, you know, they may have a real president to deal with. And America, with a real president, can take out Iran by th- just thinking about it. And, uh, but Iran, with a coward in the White House uh, that they own, I understand how China owns them, by the way. I do not understand how Iran owns them, but they own them just as much. I mean, he's given them a fortune. He and, he and Obama together have funded their ability to survive with billions of dollars to people who kill innocent people. Impossible to explain. Impossible to, and impossible to explain, I think, to future generations how they got away with it. How Obama got away with packaging up cash and sending it to terrorists that ended up being used by Soleimani to kill American uh, uh, boys and girls, men and women. Hopefully it will be explained at least to history. Well, maybe even now. Let's see. We have a chance, don't we? Don't we? Don't we? Don't we? Don't we? Israel really started 2024 um, getting hit really hard. But uh, Iron Dome... Iron Dome has really been um, a godsend. In one day, uh, five five cities were hit. Rehovit, Nesdiona, Holon, Sedrod, and Ashdod were hit uh, in the south. Sedrod and Ashdod are in the south. Rehovit and Nesdiona and Holon are in the north. I want to get you an, again, an idea. This is not a one-way street. Israel's getting pounded. But Israel has... And say a prayer to Ronald Reagan. Because of Ronald Reagan, and not because of Joe Biden, who opposed it, as he did anything else that would help America over his career. Maybe he's been a secret communist all along. How the hell do I know? But because of Star Wars, they have the Iron Dome, which every Democrat that shoots their mouth off right now made fun of and were deadly wrong about, just like they were wrong about Russian collusion. But they never have to pay for these things. But thank God that that exists. That doesn't mean that a few Israelis don't get killed, and it doesn't mean that there's a real danger with shrapnel. And as I was told by uh, someone very close to Bibi, shrapnel, of course, is exceedingly dangerous, and I've seen the results of it in other uh, wars in Israel. A beautiful girl with her face with Oh, gosh almighty, it was like steel in her face. 30, 40 pieces of steel lodged in this beautiful face. You almost fainted watching it. Uh, But the answer to it is get down on the ground and bury your face. 
Now, it could rip up your body, but it's very hard to get under, you know, get under the, 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 the ground, really, and hit you. And that's what they, I mean, they learn, and they're very, very good at it, because they have to be. The Israelis are possibly the most remarkable people in the world, and they and the British were my examples for how to react to 9-11. You should know that. They are basically destroying Gaza. The Wall Street Journal, not the New York Times, has a little bit of a tearjerker piece about how this destruction of Gaza is unprecedented. Now, I don't know, maybe they, they were not in uh, Berlin after the war or ever talked to Henry Kissinger about his trips in Germany after the war. Oh, look at the pictures of the German cities after the war. Hiroshima, Nagasaki, uh, Wall Street Journal, huh? They weren't more destroyed than, uh, than Gaza City. This is a war, sissy boys, with people who killed their wives, their children, and raped their women. What do you think they're going to do? Take them out so it doesn't happen again. Because they are patriotic Israelis and not a bunch of sissies. We'll be back uh, very shortly. Handling legal matters is stressful. So let the law offices of Frank Bruno Jr. provide you with the insightful counsel you deserve. The law offices of Frank Bruno Jr. has successfully handled thousands of cases for 25 plus years. They focus on elder law and estate planning, but are equipped to navigate you through all stages of family law and divorce to real estate law and probate. The law offices of Frank Bruno. Call 718-418-5000 or visit them at frankbrunolaw.com. That's frankbrunolaw.com. Frank Bruno. He's your numero uno. Rudy Giuliani. Rudy Giuliani. On the Red Apple Podcast Network. This is Rudy Giuliani back with the Rudy Giuliani Show. And I want to turn quickly to politics because Iowa and New Hampshire are basically here. The 15th for one, the 23rd for the other. The caucus in Iowa. Uh, There's an article in the Post today that... I would have uh, generally agreed with at almost any other time. And it basically says, don't worry too much about the Iowa caucus because it doesn't mean anything. Uh, the last, like, three or four winners of it in controversial elections have not, not won. Uh, the year that I ran, Huckabee won it, and McCain got the nomination, and uh, Santorum won it, and... and uh, uh, Romney got the no- no- nomination, and Cruz won it, and Trump got the nomination. I can go on and on. But there are a couple, you know, that work out, usually with an incumbent. Uh, but he- he- here's why, and I'm going to ask Ted to, to, to uh, see. Well, let me see what he thinks first, and then I'll tell you my view on it, which, of course, is, as usual, very, very strong and can't be changed. <laughs> What do you think, Ted? Uh, uh, let me just give you, you know, you know the polls. We just look at them. Uh, but they're kind of old, old meaning they go back to the 18th and 19th. I don't think they pick up uh, Haley, this, uh, Haley, who can't figure out the reasons for the Civil War. Yeah. Uh, if, that, if that doesn't hurt her, we have an ignorant electorate. I mean, if it doesn't hurt you and you hesitate to vote for a person for president because they can't give you the reason for the Civil War, there's something wrong with you. I mean, it's like putting a justice on a Supreme Court who can't define women. That's right. So uh, obviously, so Trump has is maintaining a strong lead in Iowa, coming in at uh, average of fifty percent. So that's half the half the caucus goers. DeSantis is at eighteen, Haley at fifteen. But as you said, Mayor, 
uh, the most late, the latest polling, reliable polling, comes mid December. So yeah, a week or so before seventeenth, eighteenth of December, largely because they don't poll over the holiday because they can't get people. So it, it isn't. This isn't a, a, a. This isn't some kind of sneaky trick like they sometimes have. Almost. Oh, I mean, I remember when I ran, you couldn't get a poll over the holidays. So, 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 Mayor, is Iowa the type of state where if you can win it? Uh, sure, it's good for momentum no matter what to win it, right? You have to win it I region, think and we're, we're going to have Dr. Marie on after you, but and she would be much of an expert on this. Very often winning Iowa is the kiss of death in New Hampshire. <laughs> so by, by winning it, yeah. You actually, well, I mean, Rob, uh, uh, Ronald Reagan lost uh, Iowa. He redid his campaign, threw out his entire staff, brought in a new staff, won, won, beat Bush in, uh, Bush beat him in Iowa. And then he beat Bush in New Hampshire, and so the Republican end of story. That, that's very true. But Barack Obama didn't he win the presidency by having yes? Strong, I'm not strong, saying it's uh, Democrat side. We're talking about four out of five times, uh, three out of four times. Uh, how, I how mean, Biden, can, Biden lost Iowa. How many people can name? If you're listening right now, can you name the 2008 and the 2012 GOP? Well, Iowa I was involved in both of them, I mean, so I think I know. In fact, I appeared, audience, yeah. I appeared at the Iowa caucuses several times as a speaker. I was there for Bush in 2000 and 2004 as a surrogate because, you know, it's a different vote. It's not like the primary. You've got to be there. You've got to be there for four hours. You've got to listen to a debate, sometimes the candidate, but most often a surrogate because the candidate can only go to four or five. And, uh, you know, you can get a good debater or you could get <gasps> uh, a really boring debater. So um, DeSantis, but DeSantis decided, I'm going to win Iowa. Mistake? Because I think if it went in a classical, let's say Trump were out and it was Haley and, and him. Worst thing in the world then would be, I think it would be classical then. Uh, DeSantis wins Iowa, gets killed in, uh, uh, in New Hampshire, and she wins South Carolina. He's gone. I mean, that's, how, that's how McCain got rid of Huckabee and me. Of course, we're talking second place, though, with President Trump likely winning. But with President Trump, it's all of a sudden becomes an enormously, I think, a very important primary, and I'll tell you, I'll tell you why. But who do you think? What do you think your result is going to be? That's why Trump's going to win big, Mayor. Like really, Trump's going to win big. Nikki Haley second. Nikki Haley. Okay, let me just tell you, Nikki Haley is putting in four point six million. DeSantis one point seven, and Trump one. Let's see if that makes a difference. We'll be right back. Rudy Giuliani on the Red Apple Podcast Network. This is Rudy Giuliani back again. And now I have Dr. Maria with me because we're getting to the second one, which is not a caucus. Difference being uh, the primary in New Hampshire is an actual vote like we're used to. You go and you vote for the Republican of your choice or the Democrat of your choice, like we do here in New York. The caucus, you sit there for four hours after that, you do a uh, a vote. Some of them even do it by hand. So they have different rules in different places. And it only gets about, well, the last big one in 2016, about 150,000 Republicans showed up. Uh, and, and they have a population of over 3 million. So it's a small, 1.2 uh, million. It's a small, it's a small section of the, of the electorate. Now, what happens to a winner 
of let let's 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 do a let's do a hypothetical. Suppose miracle of miracles, DeSantis wins uh, New Hampshire. Okay. What, what does that make him? Give him a big lead in uh, not New Hampshire. DeSantis wins Iowa. Does that give him a big lead in New Hampshire? Not necessarily. Um, it seems a little, like Mike up a little bit. Seems like there's two different thoughts there. One, we are very famous for being the first in the nation primary. So we don't really pay attention to Iowa in the caucus. So we're very independent of that. It's not going to sway a New Hampshire voter. Nikki is the strongest second right now with uh, former President Trump as number one. Most likely Nikki Haley will come in number two. And DeSantis... Maybe number four, Vivek may even beat out DeSantis. Even Christie is beating out DeSantis. You think yeah. that'll happen in the long run? I think after New Hampshire, Christie will back out, and maybe even Vivek. Yeah, I mean, what about after Iowa? After Iowa, I think Christie is too stubborn not to back out. Governor Sununu of New Hampshire is urging Christie to back out. So Nikki, so he's hoping. Christy voters from New Hampshire will then vote for Nikki Haley. So uh, Ted's prediction was that Trump will win Iowa. What's your prediction for New Hampshire right now? Yeah, same. He's uh, got a good lead. Not as big as a lead as Iowa in Iowa. He's 14 points um, by the best poll above Nikki Haley. We do have surprises every once in a while, but I think, let's say this. Prior to Nikki, unable to answer a question about what started the Civil War, she would have been even tighter, I believe. But that hurt her. That really hurt her, even though it's in our past history. And many people from New Hampshire didn't even have their original family in New Hampshire at the time. New Hampshire has a proud history in the Civil War, and they gave their lives to free black people. So uh, it really hurt her. Yeah, I think it did. It it also looked like either she's not up to the job, yeah. uh, she's not a uh, uh, primetime material, or she's a conniver. She'll say what needs to be said. And she was having a difficult time telling what kind of lie to Well, I know you, you really felt strongly that she was going to pander or she was nervous about that. She spent a whole career pandering. I had the impression that uh, being from South Carolina and where they're taught it was the war of northern aggression and I, I've been in South Carolina several times, and they talk about all the other reasons why the Civil War started and why they were the first in the nation to secede from the Union. So I, I was thinking it's really what she believes, that it was other factors that started the Civil War. Certainly. That could be, that could be even more, uh, that could be even more damaging to her. If she thinks that the war I, I agree was really with about freedom to have slaves. Yeah. Because <laughs> it sounded like that in one of her. I mean, she's given several explanations now, like the usual slimy political Pandora does. Yeah. Uh, uh, and it's hard to know. You'd have to put a little chart up of her four explanations. Reminds me of Romney. And uh, but one of them is, uh, well, it was really for, so people. So government would stay out of people's lives, like telling them they couldn't have slaves. All right. uh, in any event, 
Let's see what happens. There'll be more on that. Because I do want to remind your audience of something. So our state law says that we're to be the first in the nation primary by seven days. So no one can come close to seven days. If any other state move forward, we're going to move forward. It's history. It's our culture. It's well accepted or in the past it was well accepted with the DNC and RNC. Because Joseph Biden does very poorly in New Hampshire, and he's looking for a bounce coming out of the gate, the DNC decided not to participate. Yeah, another six. Yep, in the New Hampshire primary, and they want South Carolina to be the first in the nation primary. I think that is so wrong. They're encouraging people. It's all over our, our media to uh, write in Joe Biden's name. I hope nobody writes in Joe Biden's name. I hope every Democrat voter either writes in Trump or writes in Kennedy. For a nursing home. Or Marianne Williams. Like, write in anybody black Joe Biden. How about a few recommendations on good federal prisons with nursing homes? Okay, thank you, Dr. Maria. You're welcome. Good show, Mayor Giuliani. And you were great on Newsmax last night. People should watch it. Probably on there, Dr. Maria and I uh, were substitutes for our friend Eric Bowling last night, and Dr. Maria was terrific. So we're going to go to Ed in New Jersey. Ed, I can't hear you, pal. Ed? Okay, Aaron. It's Joe. You're not talking to me. Okay, Joe. All right, babes. How That's are you, right. Joe? I am super duper, Mr. Mayor. You are an absolute icon. I love you. You are fantastic. Everybody in my Jewish Italian family loves you, Rudy. You have a so Jewish Italian. Isn't that great? Yes, I do. It's fantastic. I love the lasagna, the chicken cutlet parmesan. The rice balls, the sauces, fantastic. Napoli dons. Look, they're worse than the Sicilians, but I love them. They're worse than the Sicilians, you think? <laughs> I think so. They're more Machiavellian. Well, Capone was a Napoletan, and, and somehow he got himself in the mafia, which is uh, really uh, quite a trick. A Napoli don. I think so he shot Johnny his way G. in. I think he shot his so way in. Johnny G. Johnny G was also a Napoli don. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Johnny Gotti. Was Paul was uh, he was uh, from they, Sicily? Paul, he was, yeah. Paul, Paul was part of the old island. old group with Joe Bonanno and yeah, 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 yeah part yeah. of the old the old uh, whatever they call them, the old right. creeps. Yeah, but, yeah, but <laughs> I want the old guard, as it were. The old guard. Oh gosh. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But what I'm calling about, Mr. Mayor, is really to say the cause of the American Revolution was industrialization. It was the advent. You mean the, the Civil cotton. War? Civil War. We're talking about Civil War. Civil War. Yeah. yeah. The start of the Civil War the, was the invention of the cotton gin. Once they were able to perfect that machine, it was no longer feasible to keep slaves. It's much cheaper to have workers. Yeah, yeah, uh, true. But, but slavery becomes an issue in that. Uh, and the, I, the, 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 the fact is people don't go to war over a cotton gin. The cotton gin creates a, a group of issues that create a war. So uh, you got to look at what are the conditions that caused that war. And you can say there were other conditions other than slavery, 
but slavery was at the core of a lot of them, like states' rights. There was a big dispute over states' rights. But what was the real big issue that drove states' rights? Can you spread slaves to the new states or not? So there, or industrialization. Yes, the, nor the North was taking advantage of the Industrial Revolution much more than the South. South remained agricultural. As that disparity got greater, the South depended on free labor more. So now that goes back to slavery too, right? So at the core of every reason you're going to give me, the emotional driver is slavery. And it's the one that drives you to war more. Because for the South, it was their way of life. And for the North, it was utterly immoral. It, 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 it defied uh, their religions, and it defied their constitution as far as they saw it. And none other than Thomas Jefferson set it up that way and knew it would happen. Now, I don't know if Jefferson ever predicted the timing of it, but Jefferson knew that it wasn't ready when they put the union together, otherwise they wouldn't have had a union. But by putting in the words, all men are created equal, you know, putting in the concept of all men being created equal, that contradiction would haunt America until all men were created equal. And uh, the Democratic Party opposed that. The Republican Party was formed to do it, did. And then for another hundred years, the Democratic Party opposed it through segregation, the Ku Klux Klan, the Jim Crow laws, and uh, the key people in the South voting against the Civil Rights Bill. So Republicans were needed in order to pass it which is why I, I, I believe that the uh, adherence of uh, blacks to the Democratic Party is uh, truly Machiavellian. And nowadays, completely, completely uh, damaging. They have created the conditions in the poor cities where the poorer blacks, remember, there are a lot of rich and middle-class blacks now. So when you're talking about the conditions of the inner city, it's only a small percentage of blacks you're talking about. But a critical percentage, because they're the people suffering the most. They are, they are completely being double-crossed by the Democrat Party, back and forth, even on issues like uh, charter schools and, and, uh, and vouchers and public schools and taking care of their children. And take. In any event, I think um, it's a good point that there were other reasons for the Civil War other than slavery. But not to mention slavery as an issue in the Civil War is to betray something wrong with you, something wrong, something you're embarrassed about, something you don't want to say, something that a mature American should have been able to pass a long time ago, particularly one who wants to unite America, because I can't think of anything that would divide you more than having confusion over what slavery meant to this country. Uh, we, we need a president who can help us put that behind us. We pretty much had it behind us until, until Obama came back. We were moving in a very good direction on race until Obama reinserted race, really as part of his training on critical race theory with the, uh, uh, with the uh, uh, well, really with the communist teachers that he had uh, throughout the years who had, in fact, substituted race for class as the great divider that would bring Marxism and socialism into existence. And Obama 
bought that, and he bought the colonialism argument that America is a colonial power uh, and that colonialism is all bad, all bad. Couldn't see the civilizing, humanizing effects of, of uh, colonialism, even though it had barbarism at certain points attached to it. But <laughs> the people they were colonizing were barbaric also. <laughs> I mean, so it's, it's a difficult... It's a difficult issue, and it's not uh, uh, one that is subjected to um, either simplistic analysis or analysis to serve an ideological god like, uh, like Karl Marx did with, with uh, communism, or at times Satan, believe it or not. Karl Marx was a Satanist and introduces a lot of concepts of Satanism into, uh, into, into communism. So Iran, uh, Iran has now sent a warship into uh, the Red Sea, and, and America uh, and Biden's hands are shaken like hell. Good editorial in the Wall Street Journal, I believe, about how Iran is taking maximum advantage of, of Biden appeasement and pushing every day further, further ahead. Their goal being an Iranian empire in the northern part of the Middle East. And um, both that and a, uh, uh, an escalation of China's uh, uh, dominance is starting to look like Biden is helping that along. And maybe we're getting an explanation for that obscene, unbelievable amount of money that his family got from Red China just a few years ago. Uh, can't be for nothing, boys and girls, uh, men and women. He didn't get it for nothing. The Chinese are, if anything, uh, tough and smart. And the red Chinese are tough, smart, and evil. They didn't give away that money for nothing. They're getting their money's worth. We will now take a short break. When we come back, we will have the Tunnel to Tower-sponsored Mayor's Final Words. Rudy Giuliani. Rudy Giuliani. On the Red Apple Podcast Network. This is Rudy Giuliani, back with the Tunnel to Towers-sponsored Mayor's Final Thoughts. Tunnel to Towers does God's work. It does the work of making certain that the families who lose uniform members in service of the country, namely protecting you, me, and our families, uh, that they are immediately presented with a check to uh, take care of the mortgage so that they feel that there's somebody behind them and they're not all on their own. And then when someone is seriously injured, catastrophically injured, they go about the process of building smart homes for them so that, um, so that uh, they can have the maximum amount of independence. $11 a month at T2T.org. That's T, the number 2T.org. You've got a few days left. Uh, 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 well, no, you don't actually. We're in the new year. But I don't know. Do you get? There used to be a provision where if you did it in the first couple of, well, I, I better not say that because I'm thinking of a, a court case I was involved in where you got a few days into the new year to still get advantage of deductions, but I don't think they have that anymore. So don't listen to me unless I tell you something different tomorrow. I don't want to get you in trouble. And then, you know, Jack Smith will come after me and He'll probably, for me, you, you'd probably get a fine. 
Probably execute. Uh, probably execution. I would think. Yeah, I think Biden would. You know, just whisper, kill him. Uh, so, what I want to do is uh, uh, t- t- talk a little about the situation that's going on in our educational system, because um, there's so much that has to be done to to. I used to say save this country. I think the more appropriate statement is to take this country back from where it's been taken. Now, not all of the country. Certainly that vast middle of this country, beautiful vast middle of this country, uh, still believe in the American dream, the American process, the American constitution, and American values. And uh, to, 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 um, to, to look down on those values is a terribly ignorant thing to do because any thorough uh, study of history, objective thorough study of history, would tell you that this has been, America, has been the most successful country in the history of the world, as far as almost everything. Now, the last couple of years, maybe not. But we used to have the premier justice system in the world. If we rank in the top 50% now, we're lucky. Uh, it's not a, it's not a, uh, it's not even something, it's not even something that we can uh, uh, talk about much less uh, uh, brag about. So what we need to do, very simply, is we need to be prepared to take it back. Our educational system needs to be taken back, and there's a process to do it, and it really goes right back to American values. It's called competition. It's called marketplace competition. It doesn't just involve commercial anything, right? Why do sports do so well? competition. Why do teams win? Because they figure out how to get the best possible ball players. They don't do equity, right? They may have equal opportunity, but they don't have equal results. They're looking at two shortstops. One of them can catch and the other one can't. But one of them who can't catch fits a group that isn't uh, correctly represented on the team. Who does the baseball team select? Well, if it wants to win, it selects the guy who can field better, right? Even if he's not part of the group that has to make it look with this false definition of inclusiveness. So we're a country that more than any other was built on meritocracy. We have to restore that. We can do it pretty quickly, and we go right to the top again. But what a fight to get there, and that's what this year will be about. God bless you, and God bless America.